All right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam and Orion. Still not with us, but that's okay because I've got the trifecta rounded out. Shoals is back. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I was telling you earlier, I, uh, I, the only thing I wanted to do today was nap. So I'm trying my best to stay awake and be hype. Well, well yeah, we uh, got mad nap energy over here. Mad nap energy as we're going to take on the 2004 power metal epic in my eyes, Sonic Firestorm by Dragon Force. It is catchy for sure. All these songs are stuck in my head. I know all of them. And I didn't realize that I knew all of them until I started listening again. It's been a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, again, as I said, Orion is not with us. Uh, work is taking him away and it's been a shit show. So, we had plans. Had a, you know, called an audible. I was like, man, what can we do that's going to be fun? And I, personally, am a huge Dragon Force fan from the ZP era. And Orion's we did a human, human rampage last year and said, I don't think I'll do ever do that again because I can listen to through the fire and flames. And that's about it. So now that I have you to tickle my fancy, it's like, Hey man, I really want to do Sonic firestorm. How well do you know that album? You're like a lot. I was like, yep. fuck yes. Just cause I could, I know this album like the back of my fucking hand. So, um, yeah, so before we dive into that, so last week we did The Death We Seek by Currents. So some new metal, or new metalcore metal with old Very Billy. Cool. Um, episode's doing pretty well. Gotta see that. Uh, not a lot of feedback otherwise, though, but that's all right. Uh, so let's dive into... You get to see them live coming up here, which will be fun. Yeah. I, dude, I'm... Super fun. <sighs> Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that I do get some money back on my taxes so I can put money back in my bank account to pay for all these shows we want to go to. <laughs> but uh, well, I did the smart thing and, did, and uh, didn't have any kids, so I'm fucking nailing it right now. Oh, you're just you're living the dream, man. You're fucking Absolutely. killing it. I'm not having struggling at all as a single male. It's a great <laughs> life. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of single males, so yesterday, uh, since it was a shitty fucking day for me, I, I went to Target. I was like, man, my wife's been really into these fucking Legos. I just want to like sit down and just not really do a lot of thinking power, but do something creative. So I bought the little Mercedes car and the F1 car that came with it. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Legos are great for that. All you have to do is like read steps and click things together. It's super yeah. satisfying. And now I've got the uh, the Ford GT500 coming on my way tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You can buy uh, the whole ass. Um, you can buy a lot of cool stuff. But one of the big ones is the Home Alone house. You can buy that. You can build that whole thing. Brandy's sister got that for Christmas. Wow. I'll, just, I'll share the video because she took it. She's like, that was nuts. Like she, it was, I want to say like 3,000 pieces or something and put it together in like a day. Cool. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be one of those people like, like my nephew got some Lego things and I was trying to help him. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely wasn't getting impatient. Just wanted to build myself. No, no. I was helping him through his Lego journey. (laughs) I was being very, very patient. Please. 
What are you taking so long for? Drink the love of God. I know you're Snap it together. Old, but get it together. <laughs> Why isn't this done yet? So yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, it was just good. So I could definitely see where I could just spend all my money because fuck, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to spend a hundred and seventy dollars on this Camaro. Let me just spend thirty dollars on a little mini Mercedes. That's fine. But it does suck you in and it keep you happily distracted for like two or three hours. I just wish I liked Star Wars enough to like, because there's just everywhere you turn, there's another fucking Star Wars thing. Something new, something different. I was like, I don't like Star Wars in any capacity that's going to warrant me to buy Legos. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you can build whatever you want. Do you like cities? You could just build a firehouse and some fire trucks or a skyscraper or a police station. Or so an I, underwater submarine thing. So I was actually looking up specs to get to build the uh, Hyrule Castle. Ooh. It was like three thousand. It's like a, I think someone already built it, and they just like made specs for themselves. So you know, only three thousand pieces. I was like, "Fuck yes, that's what I need." That'd be cool as shit. Yeah, you have to buy like the pieces offline and stuff. The specific ones. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's like yeah. I just need a bunch of gray blocks, please. <laughs> a lot of gray and green. A lot of gray and green. <laughs> Maybe some turquoise. Sorry, right. should, wait, what, yes. what the fuck is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to the Lego <laughs> podcast. Uh, yes, yeah, so F- Sonic Firestorm from Dragon Force 2004. So, like we talked about that last year, how we got into it. How'd you get into Dragon Force, dude? I want to say this album, when it came out, maybe not when it came out, two years after. I think probably like seventh or eighth grade for me, so that would be what... Uh, yeah yeah maybe right when it came out that's seventh or eighth grade middle school for me and i just listened to it over and over again because it was fast and heavy did caleb like dragon force i don't really know i can't remember off the top of my head i know i listened to it a bunch because I know all these songs. They're just like stuck into my brain in the deep, dark depths of my brain where you're just like, oh, yeah, there's that thing from my childhood. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember sitting in my junior AP history class and there was someone who was talking about Through the Fire and the Flames and how nuts it was on like Guitar Hero. And I went to Billy's house after school and we watched the YouTube videos for that. And I think Operation Grounded Pound and just immediately went to Best Buy and Operation bought. Grounded Pound. That was from Inhuman Rampage. Oh. It was the fourth track. But we bought um, that Sonic Firestorm and Valley of the Damned and went to, was it HH Greg? No, it was still Circuit City. I think it was around. <laughs> went, to, went to Circuit City. And found like value of the damn for like a dollar cheaper. Went back to Best Buy. I was like, hey, we found us a cheaper, a dollar cheaper across the street. Will you give us our money back? <laughs> so, and I just listened to those three albums. Your store policy, honor it. Yeah. And I got like a dollar fifty back. It was like, great. As a junior, I was like, sweet. We can go to McDonald's now and get sweet teas. And, but I listened to these three albums just nonstop. Like I was just in, enthralled with it all. And, but I mean, of the three, I think Sonic Firestorm was probably the 
probably the biggest one because I had a good balance of whereas Valley Dams is the debut, it's a little more rough around the edges. The, the follow up Sonic Firestorm gets a little more polished, but it still keeps the the edge. If you had to pick one, had to say something about Dragon Force, you know, where it's still fantasy stuff, but it's not super blown out of you know out of proportion yet. Inhuman Rampage kind of just like okay, like they've got to keep that level high after you know Fury of the Storm has kind of broken them into the mold a little more into the scene, and then when they release through the fire and the flame, that's what skyrockets them, right? But yeah, this one I, I feel think is a little more grounded of an album versus Inhuman Rampage. But yeah, I just, you know, I think these three, it's weird because they have the fourth um, album, Ultra Beatdown, which I really don't really think about that one too often because I just think of like, because that came out after I graduated high school. So I think I just picture and just have a core memory of late junior year and pretty much all senior year of just listening to Dragon Force all the time. <laughs> and I, I know Through the Fire and Flames. From Inhuman Rampage, and then I know Sonic Firestorm very well, but past that, or before that, I don't really know. I feel like I picked up uh, Sonic Firestorm and just did that, then through the fire and flames came out, and I just never bought Inhuman Rampage. So oh, that that is human songs Ra- really. Inhuman Rampage yeah, was yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like I threw the fire and flames because of um, Guitar Hero because I played a lot of Guitar Hero but I didn't really dabble into that CD very often. Yeah. Cause I mean, I would remember also like I had gotten somehow like these weird pirated songs from Valley of the Dam to there was where dragons rule, which wasn't on the album. I mean, that was and, a time frame for pirated songs. Yeah. Right. And, but I kept hearing about like, okay, so there's a, there's a bonus track for Valley of the Dam. There's a, bonus track because my mom bought me like I bought Inhuman Rampage and then she bought me the bonus edition one day as a surprise because it had you know Endless Souls or Lost Souls and Endless Time the bonus track I was like oh my god like there's got to be a bonus track for Sonic Firestorm like I just because I was also in the mindset too back then and still am today if I'm buying a CD or an album and you're gonna like I remember on iTunes it was like, okay you can spend $8.99 or $9.99 for the album or Ten ninety nine for the bonus edition. That's got three or four extra songs. I'm like, why would I not do that? Like, give me all the music that I want, you know, from the band. So Dude, I don't think I've ever bought anything off of iTunes. Ever. You're a filthy capitalist pig, Doug. <laughs> yeah, it was more so because I didn't know how to pirate music. And uh, yeah, you're missing out in the high in high school. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one it was just a a big impact on on me, especially when it came to the band days, because you know the I mean, first three albums each had, all had a different bass player, and I couldn't remember the bass player from Battle of the Dam, but Sonic Firestorm had Adrian Lambert who played a six string bass with his fingers, and then he recorded Inhuman Rampage but left. Uh, before even the, vi- the videos were released, um, it was replaced by Frederick Leclerc, but he played well, a what, five string. What, what bass players don't play bass with their fingers? Finger style. Mm-hmm. Go on. But Frederick Leclerc <laughs> played bass with a pick 
You dick. Oh, okay. I see. I see. <laughs> you know how like Cliff Burton from Metallica plays with his fingers and Rob Trujillo plays with his fingers, but Jason Newsted plays with a pick? I mean, it's tough to play a bass without your fingers. It's pretty essential to have fingers and play a bass. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. You need fingers. I'm talking about yeah, yeah. plucking the strings. Anyway, because I was trying to better myself and be a finger player. So, like, hearing Adrian Lambert, especially when it came to body breakdown on Inhuman Rampage, I was like, man, like, this guy's playing a six-string bass and just playing these really cool lines with it. And his speed, like that was my thing. I just wanted to be able to play faster to keep up with Billy um, and Tony and the band. So, like, I think I spun this one more just because of the fact that this was all Adrian through and through. And, like, some of the, here's some stuff going, some tone underneath in these songs. There's, like, some good bass lines that come through. I think, yeah, this album was, like, my first popular foray into power metal. Because these songs were pretty big. Like, this album was pretty big when it came out. I remember most of the people around me that were, like, like metal genre listening to this and really being into it. Because just, I mean, it's hype and fun and catchy all the way yeah, through. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, Fury of the Storm was on, I, I think, a, uh, was it on a game? Like, I, mean, I never played the Guitar Hero stuff because I was like, man, fuck Guitar Hero. I know how to play it on a real guitar. <laughs> you don't. But not that, but no. <laughs> so let's uh let's dive into I guess a little more background on the album. So again, as I mentioned, this is a second album from uh, British power metal band Dragon Force, released on May eleventh, two thousand and four. Coming up on the twentieth anniversary. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess it would be. It is the first album to feature uh, bassist Adrian Lambert, as I said, and drummer Dave McIntosh, who would be with the band up until, I think, the last two albums they released a couple years ago. And that's pretty much it. Like, there's not a lot of background about it. You know, it's, I mean, this lineup, I mean, once you get Frederick O'Claire in the band um, for Any Human Rampage, that became a pretty cool solid lineup well I, I take that back because zp leaves two albums later um during the power within so you see a lot of revolving doors in the band but <clears throat> at least i i think on this album and the follow-up you do get a really good core uh sound of the band with um herman lee sam totem and vadim prajanov on the keys so let's jump into the album cover what do you think uh, it's looks like the forming of the earth, right? Before water showed up type situation. So a lot of lava and meteors hitting everywhere. And I guess that would be very sonic and very firestormy. So it does a good job of portraying those two things. This album cover looks like it'd be on like one of those generic ass CD-ROM games from like Windows 95. <laughs> like Sonic Firestorm and you plug it in or you know boot it up and just like boop, 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 just the 8-bit sounds of like trying to dodge meteors. Or like or like a classic sci-fi channel uh, end of the world movie. Yes. Yep. And for some reason Bill Pullman's in it. Mm. Mm -hmm. it yep. It's just a red and yellow album cover 
it there's says Dragon Force flow. on there. Yeah, there's lava, and <laughs> it, it says say Dragon Force on it. Does it? Oh yeah, it does. It's up top. Right, it's you know, in big letters at the top. Fine. <laughs> now, my copy on CD. Now, granted, it's one of the few times here on the podcast I actually have the CD from the old days, and it is all beat to hell because this thing rolled around in my truck for probably ten years. I never wanted to be without it because I fucking loved the album. And there actually is a funny <laughs> picture. Don't leave me, Dragon Force. I can't I drive you. without you. There's actually a really funny picture in here of Adrian Lambert sticking a sword up what appears to be Sam Totem's ass. Oh, isn't that cute? Just those goofsters. Those goofsters. A little bit of bloody animals for you. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, it's like this is, I mean, I guess you could say it's clean, but it's probably one of my least favorite album covers just because of how generic it looks. Yeah, it's shitty stock Photoshop type situation. I mean, even Rampage has like a clock countdown to one second, which we talked about that. I, but I think I like this one better than Inhuman Rampage. I think Inhuman I, Rampage I would, yes, I would say, but literally it's cover I've ever seen. <laughs> But I, I mean, you saw cover for some reason. It, it just doesn't make sense. And then, like, but Valley of the yeah, Damned makes bad. sense. Like, like Valley of the Damned, it's like Dragon Force, Valley of the Damned. You know, it's blue, it's bright. You've got, you know, these two steeds and like a half naked woman on it, and, like Classic piercing through the ice. Stuff. You're like, that's right. And you go to the next one, it's like, oh, Sonic Firestorm. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that's it's, it's the fantasy aspect of it, I guess. But. Overall, it's just not my favorite, but when I look inside and listen to the music, it's a whole different ball game. It's it's a game. It is a game. So, all right. So for the album, it, there. It, right. So my when I got the CD, right, it was the eight tracks. Uh, my spirit will go on through once in a lifetime. In 2010, they did do a re-release and added the bonus track from Japan, "Cry for the Brave," or excuse me, "Cry of the Brave," which I heard that song for the first time. When I heard it, Aaron, I was riding in the back roads with Jeff Mayer in his truck, in like down to the clean alleys of Richmond. No, this was like an hour and a half outside of Richmond. He used to do like we so we used to, he used to do uh these like cell phone sales like oh. he would go around to like different Verizon stores and ask them about these phones and how they were being sold and like would report back and he was like hey man you want to make some money I'm like yes I do um he's like just come with me and we'll do this so I would just ride around with him and we were just talking music one day and he had like whipped out like his Zune and. <laughs> Was playing "Cry the Brave." Like, what song is this? He's like, "Oh yeah, it's that bonus track from uh, the 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 Japanese." I'm like, "What? You mean Japan? Japanese. The Japanese bonus track?" <laughs> a very Jeff Mayer thing to say, but yeah, that was uh, the first time I heard it. So, I mean, in terms of um, you know rankings, we're just gonna stick with the eight original studio tracks. We can talk about "Cry the Brave" toward the end yeah. and uh, see if it should have been on the album overall. But uh, I think let's just jump right into it, man. First track. Yeah, let's dragon force these nuts into your mouth. Oh, boy. Well, my spirit. 
Got Hopefully it. we'll go on because I've just been murdered. <laughs> All right, buddy, lead off track. What do you think so far? It's it's a really fun track. You get that good, epic, power metal feel. Very powerful, like, operatic singing and singing about super fantastical things. He manages to rhyme rain and slain, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we can kind of get that out of the way already. Uh, I mean, Dragon Force is not going to, you know, lead us with some of a heartfelt, really emotional impact and leave us questioning ourselves or pondering the world that is before us. It's yeah, I think just the last two albums we did were some really crazy lyrics that we reviewed, and this yeah. is just kind of like generic. How do we make high fantasy sounding things? Yeah, pretty much. Yep. And the halftime was like, I don't know, like, you're literally just writing words down that rhyme, and I don't know if there's really much meaning behind it. But I, I love My Spirit Will Go On. I think in terms of a power metal album and how it starts, it's the I think it has the right temperament because it starts off with that slow, like, picking guitar, and the, everything kind of builds up. And that the forty second market finally like drops in as opposed to just like blowing your speakers out from day like you know, it, yeah the first second yeah so, that intro think, is great it's just a nice good picking atmospheric situation I mean I, I mean definitely as a you know 
a set list opener, album opener. Like I think it's it's a perfect fit for that. And what's weird is um on Twilight Dementia, which was their 2010 live album, you know, this one it leads off side disc two, side two of the album and or from the set list, which it works well on the CD, but it is interesting to like put the song like in the middle of a set list seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, that is kind of odd. This definitely feels like an opening song. Like everything the whole lead up to it is a very opening situation. But I mean, overall, I mean, there's really not a lot of lyrics that stick out to me. I mean, in terms of the overall tone, like there's a good, I think, balance between all the instruments. And in terms of ZP's voice on this, I was thinking about it on the way home today. You know, he kind of has a voice like Getty Lee in the sense that it's a very unique sounding voice that I could see where people may be turned off because of it. But I fucking love it. I, I think he sounds, again, a little more polished coming out of Valley of the Damned. And he sounds very strong on this. And yeah. Pretty much all the songs. Like, he just has a lot of power in his voice. But also, it's kind of like that mid-range, too, where he's not really kind of stretch his voice like um, like Hansi from Blind Guardian or something, where he's got these high-pitched wails. It's just... It stays kind of in the pocket where he's comfortable, which I think is good because it doesn't really make him sound too whiny at times. Yeah, I mean, he does stretch every now and then, but it, he, he does a good job of knowing when to stretch it and make it, you know, things sound more epic. And yeah. yeah, he does have a very unique voice. Like as soon as you hear him start singing, you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely Dragon Force, which is, I mean, it's yeah. cool. I mean, you might not like his voice, but his voice is very unique and you'll always know that's a Dragon Force song. Absolutely. So let me uh, let's jump to the solo real quick. So again, like we did with the last review for Dragon Force, we'll you know talk about the songs and then talk about the. You started the solos. Like, uh, I guess the four ten area because. buddy and all the solos on this album are great every single one of them makes you want to play air guitar out of your fucking mind <laughs> it's so yes much fun. so remember because uh, i think i think going backwards too is watching the videos for um through the fire and the flames and operation ground and pound it's just them like actually battling out so i can just actually picture them just 
playing like you know one just ripping power chords and the other guy just going fucking wild and losing his mind and then they flow it through the other guy and he's just like ah fuck you you suck and just like riffing on each other the whole time like yeah every time they switch over it definitely feels like another one-up and they do a fun job of adding cool effects like in some of the solos i'm like wait is that the synth or is that a guitar yeah that's that's, that's i was like well no here because uh the cool thing about in the booklet i have from the cd uh it says here uh the solos are sam herman sam herman twin blast sam twin blast and then (laughs) finishes off with sam so yeah that's pretty cool i mean i mean overall my spirit will go on great album opener you know i it just really i think sets the tone for what's about to come for the next hour yeah (laughs) on this album i and i think too this i mean it's very power metal through the lyrics and the singing but for some through the solos and stuff i i'll I get to thinking if you like hair metal, but you always thought, I just wish this was way faster. This is what you get out of Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I just know. wish this was just faster. And that this is the music for you. Well, let us dive into the fury of the storm. pretty boy see you uh singing your heart out over there what you think uh it's a good just high energy fast-paced breathless song and you know he does such a great job of singing fast but slow enough that you can hear all the lyrics and you get to sing along with them only takes like two listens throughout the song to learn 
all the lyrics that he's singing, even if you're not reading along with it. So you get to yeah. sing along and pretend like you can sing and then play your air guitar until your heart's content. It's great. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> this I, I've got chills just think just thinking about this song, dude. It's just one of those songs that I don't want to like <laughs> be too like goo goo gushing over this, but Fury of the Storm I think is a t- is like a timeless power metal song. Like it just has everything you want. It's a relatively short song. It's six and a half minutes. It's got an awesome, just like crunchy, quick opening guitar. You've got a vocal, which is whoa, just in the beginning. You've got a really cool, like, I think, quick little bass fill, like, and then it jumps in, like, at what, 50 seconds and a minute into the song. But it's just, it's fast, it's powerful. And, you know, I mean, Fury of the Storm, it's about kicking the shit out of evil. Like, it's like the epitome of power metal, like, good versus evil light versus dark and i think the way this the ebb and flow of the song is damn near perfect because it it slows down in you know where it says when the glory of the master's time has come it kind of pauses real quick and it's just like it almost sounds like a battle cry of like into the fires of forever, we will fly through the heavens with the power of the universe. We stand strong together through the force of power. It will soon reach the hour for victory. We ride fury of the storm. Like it just that chorus. Like as soon as it kicks in, you're just getting chills. I fucking love this song. I mean, again, it's super fun to sing along with, but the lyrics to me just feel like blah blah lyrics. That's the only thing I have against Dragon Force. I mean, they're super well, yeah. fun to sing. Don't get me wrong; they're they're catchy and fun, and you feel powerful singing them. But when you stop and read through them, you're just like, "This is just blah blah words." Well, exactly. I mean, we know that we've said that already. But yeah. again, when you sing, but it does make you feel good. It makes you feel powerful, yeah. right? And I mean, of course, we know. I'm just trying to find a lyric from last week, and just like you uh, could just put your left hand up and just flick your fingers around. You feel like the most badass guitar player that's ever been, even though you've never touched a guitar in your entire <laughs> life. <laughs> well, that's a, I'm let's, definitely playing these notes. <laughs> let's jump that solo real quick. So the so thing, I, 
I mean, the thing I love, I do enjoy so much about Dragon Force is that when it comes to the solos, at least on the early Dragon Force stuff, the the solos themselves are like their own songs. Like I can hear like the melodies and like the it's almost like it's singing to me in a sense. Like I can just hear a different song being played like it's yeah. what they're trying to relate yep. you know it's hard to like put it in words what i'm trying to say but and then also just feel like a conductor too it's like bam 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 you know it's just it's so it makes it easier for the listener to be engaged into it which is why i think it's fun yeah that, i was about to say the same thing like it's not it's complicated and fast but the rhythm of it and the build out of it like you know it doesn't take long to learn what's coming and it doesn't take long to memorize it. Like I was trying to yeah. think how many times I've actually listened to this song, probably many, but it's been a long time since I've heard it. And I still know this solo, what's coming, what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm just... playing along with it and just bogging my head to it. And I know he's like singing along to the solo. It's crazy. It's so catchy. It's so good. It's like a sleeper cell engaged. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, like on this one, one too. rhythm and you you've been activated for duty and, and you know and i think another interesting thing which is i guess how music works adam dumbass but it is nice to be able to differentiate sam and herman's guitars especially on this one because it's uh sam sam and herman herman sam sam and herman sam herman sam herman 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 Oh, like, there's no twin blast. I could have sworn the twin. There's blast. no twin blast. Well, it's it's the Sam and Herman parts where it's, uh, but that's the thing. It's like you can hear both of their notes and like the fact that the song is pushing and driving forward, and those two were able to stay together and hitting note for note. Like that's pretty fucking difficult. Also, I like to be how playing that speed between Sam and Herman and then Herman and Sam. Like <laughs> this is important. We need to I wrote it. this Who's pot. leading this solo? <laughs> we have to switch. No, I'm leading this solo. You put my name first, goddammit. Yeah, I mean if you're the storm, I mean it's got fifty two million plays on Spotify for a reason. I mean it is a great fucking song. Yep. All right boy, let's uh ride into the fields of despair. Wow. Feel 
Hey, buddy, what do you think? This song for me is like they're super lean into power metal. You really get the power metal vibes. It's just super epic lyrics that kind of just it encompasses power metal for me. It's great. I love this song. It's so much. It's just great. I got nothing to like. The only bad thing is between the intro and the first time he starts singing, it's a little bit of a drop, and you're just like, oh, wait. And then he gets into it, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is fun. But other than that, I, I like this song a lot. So I wrote down on this one. This one really leads into the power metal fantasy. Yep. <laughs> but, and I think because I have been, I've listened to this album for, over 15 years at this point. So I've got a lot of nostalgia riding on this one, but with this song in particular, I feel like his voice, he he's coming in a little bit lower and it sounds like, a, like an Oracle, you know, of regaling a tale of, um, like try, like a boy or somebody's going off into a, a journey, a battle or something like that. And it's like, you know, you have to be mindful of the fields of despair. You know, like, can you feel the pain inside, you know, sometimes in your mind, in the land of loneliness, the seas of blood run cold? Is this the feeling lost inside within the sins of all mankind? Time after time, we stood united, on we go. Whatever the fuck that means. But, you know, it's... Blah, just, blah, words, it just work good. <laughs> yeah, it just works good, but it, is, it just... It builds this fantasy setting in my mind and that's so fucking great and another thing that i think is interesting which i don't know how they i guess determine who gets the songwriting credits for the music and the obviously we know who the lyrics but the music but something i've always noticed that whenever vadim is involved in the actual gets music writing creds the keyboards are very high in the mix Whereas on this song, he's not credited for it, but I think the keyboards really drive the very big fantasy sound to it. Because the yeah. last two songs, yes, the keys have been there, but they haven't really been super forefront. And I think that's where you're probably getting that fantasy or the power metal sound is from Vadim. Like the keyboards are just a little higher in the mix yeah, on here. Sure. It it does help drive it when you have the good keyboard mix and that that background epicness just. Yeah, the orchestral backup and all that stuff. Yeah. And I remember, so this was a junior year. You and I had French class together. Oh, boy. And so I remember, because this was French 3, and... Oh, oh, yeah, those for your high school. We went to the same high school. I know, but you're a year ahead of me. I was like, I didn't do French in junior year. <laughs> you're older than me, so... Yes. Uh, I remember sitting in class and Ms. Fop was, you know, by for French for level three, you know, trying to be, speak more French in class. And I would do the bare minimum to try and do the best no, I could. I know, right? <laughs> and I told Ms. Fop one day, I said, I mean, I sing French outside of class. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, this is a song I like. It goes, Endlessly Searching for You. And I say, Portois. Oh, that's cute. You didn't say it to Lamont? Uh, no. And, but then she was like, oh, Aaron, pas de dodo. Oh, yeah, that's uh, every day, my entire life. <laughs> pas de dodo. Aaron, no, sleeping. <laughs> no sleeping. No <laughs> sleeping. 
but yeah, like I, I mean, that's but I guess uh, nap life is for me. And high school is bad. <laughs> I slept through all those classes. Yeah, you would literally just come in, bag on the floor, head on desk, hood up. <laughs> so, all right, but let's listen to the solo. Speaking of Vadim on the keyboards, he leads it off. issue i have with that solo is the going into it that little breakdown is kind of dark and gloomy and then when the yeah and when the i guess second guitar comes in that second it's just bright and happy and it kind of kills the fun the little dark build-up they do towards the beginning yeah because it's like they're all happy and like high-pitched and get that shit out of here sam play darker notes what the fuck are you doing you ruined it. You fucked it up. Minor scale only, asshole. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do like that that, you know, so that build up to the solo as well. It is kind of dark and brooding, which I think embodies the fields of despair yeah. uh, mentality of it. But I mean, again, overall, th- this song is, uh, again, it's blah, blah lyrics, but just that chorus too, just, you know, silent fields of despair, my tears in the rain. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Um, and this one actually, I meant to mention on Fury of the Storm too. So this and Fury of the Storm were on Twilight Dementia, and I mean, hearing those songs live on that live album, like I mean, that was only six years removed from this, and it, they still sound. They kill those two songs back to back. Yeah, I feel like you gotta. They're just great songs. They fuck those up. I think a lot of people would be angry. It's crazy too because the difference between plays on Spotify between Fury of the Storm Fields of Despair is uh, not where I'd like to see it. I'll tell you no. that. I mean, I can see, I mean, whereas Fury of the Storm, it's got, I think, a better intro, whereas Fields of Despair, it is just cascading blast beats right in your face. Like, Jesus Christ. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But. I mean, maybe Fury of the Storm is more generalized metal as opposed to Fields of Despair is very power metal. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess Fury of the Storm is more has more palatable for the average listener. Yeah, you know, sure. 
Sure. Well, after the fields of despair, let us find ourselves emerging the fallen hills with the dawn over a new world. <laughs> Great transition. Nailed it. Before you shit on this epic power ballad, I fucking love this song. It just makes my soul and heart happy and full. Of Again, going back to how I compare the three, you have Starfire from Battle of the Damned, this song, and then uh, Trail of Broken Hearts, or Trail of Broken Tears from Inhuman Rampage. This one, I think, is the strongest of the three of the power ballads, but it's just, it's so catchy. Like it's, it's sappy. It's kind of generic, but generic means that it's general. Like it should appeal to mass, you know, audiences and like Starfire, I think gets all the acclaim 
in the early days for the ballad, they you know they throw one on here. It's like okay, we got eight songs. One of them's got to be a slow ballad. You know, Sam, take it over. So he writes it. It is blah blah lyrics, but I'm singing every fucking word to it. So I'm not mad. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm not gonna show on the song. It's a good song. It's it's super catchy. Sorry, I'm so you, I'm, so, <laughs> I'm just so used to a ride is shitting on it. Just like mm, no, this is not Megadeth. I mean, or if, death, you were, if you were thinking this, is, this whole album is just fast forward hair metal, and then you get to this song. If this was about courting an underage girl, this would definitely be a hair metal song. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the perfect chops to be a great hair metal ballad, but they sing about some weird uh, epic fantasy so, stuff. So it puts it great into the power metal ballad stuff, and it's just catchy. The singing's like there's so, some parts where his singing is strained, but. <laughs> But if you really want to get like into the nitty gritty of it, it is funny because in the darkness of the night, in the shadows of the dawn, it's turning black. And I don't know why I've always just it has like clicked when he says like it's turning black. There's no looking back. The sands of time are sown. Like just what way he says that it's always been a little annoying to me. It's like <laughs> like like British accents like coming through, but. Then it says, when the day will slowly end and the sun has turned gray, we will feel the power of freedom with the dawn of a new day? Question mark? Like so, over the whole last night, huh? So if, this, if the sun has turned to gray, it's gone out? So the sun has died. Uh-huh. What adventure are you going on now if the, now the earth is barren and cold and everyone's fucking dead? Well, clearly like he, nothing matters until you have the dawn of the new day. So, I mean, the, the mountains are paved with gold, and they're wandering through the valleys of the slain. And I their mean, quest could... will lead us to a journey of the brave. You <laughs> should be analyzing these lyrics. But I can see how dawn through the uh, mountains paved with gold could really be inspiring i mean there's no way it wouldn't be could you imagine the colors you'd get out of that it'd be fucking crazy well is this a oh like an actual like white yellow sun or a gray sun that's not really shimmering i bet dawn is golden with the golden mountains yeah okay okay and but then the valley of the slain i i, I guess you're not traversing across the peaks of these golden top mountains because you're not going to get any grip it'd be pretty slippery <laughs> <laughs> well and then as it goes on to I, I i you know am a sucker for this one um you know sometimes in your darkest dreams you will feel the haunting pain silent tears of your hidden fears come to haunt you once again the way he kind of shapes that i do really like that it's it's catchy and just it's like a corkscrew right into my soul does it lands and nails on it and I do like later on too, where it says we can go on, and there's like a backup vocal, go on. Like I can yep. sm- picture Sam and Herman just in unison, just go on. Yep, just dancing with each other. We can go on forever. Yeah, <laughs> just great. It's a yeah, it's such a great power metal ballad. It's a lot of fun. Let's listen to that solo real quick.
so when the solo is coming out of that, so I do like something about cascading notes. Just I picture like a new beginning or something. So where I think it's Herman is doing like. If I were to see this song live, I just picture ZP wearing a giant cape. And right when the solo ends and he comes back in, he just whips his cape open. And it's, we will go on. Or it was what, across the high, across the highest mountains and through the endless seas. I can just see him just being very flamboyant on stage with this song. Like, I just, what I picture. Or just like a pair of wings slowly open up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! And then he fucking gets like lifted up into the rafters. Oh that god, fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just gets oiled up for no reason. Like his shirt comes off and his chest. <laughs> <laughs> we can go on. Why is it so oily? What the hell happened? <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, so- it, even though Solo does a good job, like making this song feel very romantic, I guess. And, Lending to that epic balladiness of it, it's great. It's a great song. So now I'm picturing like ZP being like this like old man like in a cabin, like helping this wandering traveler, and then like he falls asleep and it's like wakes up to the dawn of a new world. And he just opens his cape and he's like hanging up in the rafters like a bat, just like going to eat his ass. I don't know. My, that took a real turn real quick. <laughs> now we're into ass eating, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, let's just, sleep right. the night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, find ourselves above the winter moonlight after the dawn of our new world.
What do you think, buddy? Again, it kills me because this this is like one of the worst contenders of the blah blah lyrics. I just have no <laughs> idea. I mean, he's doing a great job of writing lyrics that feel epic and amazing, but once you really stop and take a second to read through them, you're just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> It's like thinking of Archspire, where I had no idea, literally no idea what the lyrics were, but I was reading through. I was like, wow, this is a crazy fucking story. This I have, I know what the lyrics are, but I'm like, wow, this is fucking worthless. I'm getting nothing out of this. <laughs> but I mean, it's very power metal and epic. It feels epic, but I think it suffers very hard from the blah, blah lyrics and it kind of kills it for me. This is a 10 out of 10 banger for me. Oh, really? <laughs> Like it's until we started talking about the blah blah lyrics. I mean, yes, I I've never taken Dragon Force lyrics seriously whatsoever. But this just song just gives me just the ultimate. Just I can do it. I can conquer anything that comes across my way. And I and I think I don't know what it is. Like there's just so many things that go on in the song that just my mind is like a squirrel. It just wanders off into different stories and battles and shit and this yeah, one is written yeah. i mean vadim is the he's credited with writing the music which is very you know very key heavy with the intro and leading into the um the bridge between the first and second verse and he wrote the lyrics too but i love the intro i love that slow keyboard intro i think it's great it just I think so much keyboard and synth reminds me of the never ending story, which was such a big movie for me growing up as a kid. Like it just takes me back to like that sense of innocence of those keys. And I'm just like, fuck yes. And then I, I just love everything about that. But you're right. I mean, on the wings of burning fire across the oceans far. On wings of burning fire across the oceans far. The legends of the seven seas and mystic fallen star. Their laden ships are sailing on towards the sun to the island of the everlasting chosen one. So, all right. So, if, I mean, we're sailing a ship, okay? Sailing a ship. Yeah. Face our fear along the way, our freedom will prevail. The crown and the shining light, punishment and anger and the fire of your soul. Prepare the eternal fight. So, you're on the ship, you're building yourself up. Lost in a dream in a boundless sea, rivers of pain are guiding me. Defending this land from the sins of man, never surrender our dreams again. Right. That does make sense. Right. Yep. Ride forever onwards, stare into the sun, where hopes and dreams are everlasting, marching on and on. Rise another day across the distant skies, where the dawn above the winter moonlight shines above the fall of our lives. So I don't know how much you know about Lord of the Rings, but in the beginning the sun wasn't a thing in lord of the rings there was uh, uh i forget what it was called but one land had a tree of light and then okay. middle earth was just in darkness all the time and that's where the elves were originally born and they moved over to the land with the trees of lights and stuff yeah and so that, i kind of get that where they they had to seal across and you know that's where everybody goes at the end of the movies they go to the western they go across the western sea into the undying lands that's okay. what that is okay. um so I'm in the original thing. People are trying to get back over there. The elves that were born here and got kind of got stuck in Middle Earth and the Eternal Light. They're trying to get back over there to the rest of the elves. Blah, blah, blah. But they're sailing into the light, like they can see the light across the sea coming mm -hmm. onto Middle Earth. So that's what I kind of imagine 
like I want to imagine, but then it gets befuddled in a bunch of weird shit. And I have a hard time imagining people being on a boat sailing into the dawn or something. It just kind of gets muddy. And I think it's what kills it for me because there's not a coherent thing that's happening. Well, if you just don't think about it, it's better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just don't think about what you're singing and just have a great time singing it. This song <laughs> fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because another thing, I mean, going Especially back to the... speeds up to like Face of Fear Along the Way or Freedom Will Prevail, like that speed up is awesome. Like it's such a cool hit. Well, I, I like it actually in the middle of the first verse where it like the drums like get in like this really cool groove where it's like just like it just you don't listen to the lyrics so much you're listening to the composition of the song which it that's what I love about it so much is just the song it just it, the lyrics are like an afterthought almost like it just it's you have like this good melody that's driving along with the song. And that's what I'm listening to. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like the melody and the drive of the song definitely makes these, I mean, this whole album just great. The way they're able to do that. The words are for the rhythm, not necessarily for what they mean. The content. Yeah. Here's here's that solo. I think another thing about why this is a 10 out of 10 fucking banger for me is this is my favorite solo on this album. You want me to ruin it for you? Yes. So in the beginning of it, <laughs> it sounds like a Final Fantasy uh, boss win song. Okay. That piano part is just like a happy, fine, we, doom, we doom, beat doom, the boss. It sounds like a Final Fantasy boss win. And then it goes into the... Um, the cinema roller coaster song. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that, that's all I can think about the beginning of this solo is yes. Final Fantasy Boss Win and then the, the cinema roller coaster. Yeah. And you're just like, you do this, you put your hands up. Yeah, you're like, wee! Wee! Watch out for the soda pop. Oh, God, the popcorn's popping. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then, other than that, the, the first little bit kind of sounds a little sloppy, but 
then you get into the happy like they really encompass the rest of the song with the ending of that solo too yeah. well i feel like too like vadim really fought for it's like hey man we probably could cut this song down for like a minute or so he's like nope no nope. the keyboard bridge stays the Final Fantasy boss win and the roller coaster cinema ride stays for an entire minute. We need it. It's important. <laughs> God damn it. This is my song. I wrote it. I even wrote like they could have just cut that whole part out and gone straight into the song. <laughs> Probably, but I fucking love it. <laughs> well, I think what's the last part of it? Hold on. I got this at the end of the hold on. The, the end is my favorite too. Just so surprised at how much I know this shit. No, <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, but this I mean that the last head. part. I, I like how the song kind of goes with like a halftime at the end, and it's got like a minute outro of just again, like I'm just like a fucking orchestra conductor, just do 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 do. I mean, I will say do, as do, you're do, listening to the entire album, though, towards the end of that song, I was kind of like, nah, right. Okay. Okie dokie. Well, right, that's what I love go. about it. I'm just like, <laughs> yes, like it's well, it, what you talk about too with the fucking elves, like, you know, sailing towards the light. It's like they're coming home. Like they're, they've gotten to the light. This, like the journey is over. Yeah. And then once they debark their ship, they're fucking on the, the wastelands with their other soldiers. Damn shame. No respite. No respite. Next track. Burning fires, burning lives on the long distant roads Through the lost mountains and lives so far away from
All right, buddy, you're uh, making quite a f- uh, the face over there. Soldiers of the Wasteland, track six. What do you think? I mean, it's a great, feels like a great tribute to, you know, British metal. And but in the beginning there, you have that sick ass synth run or the keyboard run, which just makes it epic power metal as fuck. Then it goes back into more classic British metal, British rock feel of it. And then very confusing lyrics again. Uh, apparently they get on airplanes at some point and are flying around. <laughs> it's the best I could tell. Yeah. I <laughs> Just... Flying wings of shining metal are burning so bright at ancient lands of warriors were riding on again. And, but they're saying burning fires, burning lives on the long distant roads. That makes me imagine like, Oh, you know, it's a lot of camping, a lot of fighting, right? You set up at night, you burn your fires. It's a long road to get to wherever you're going. You're losing yeah. a lot of good people in your fights. And then you get on an airplane and fly for some reason. It's like the Eagles going to Mordor. They didn't have metal wings, though. Mm. I mean, unless they're armoring dragons and flying them bad boys around. Maybe that's what <laughs> they, maybe they have armored dragons with them. That'd be pretty dope. I never thought about that. But with, yeah, we will ride with fire burning hot towards the night sun. I mean, do they have like a like a bassinet or a, a basket, like a hot air balloon on the back of their dragon? Why do they you have know, shiny metal wings? It, it's just in the land of long ago, forever in our <laughs> souls. And this is what does make it fly on wings of shining steel are burning so bright. Is it like there needs to be a comma somewhere like fly on wings of shining steel are burning so bright or fly on wings of shining steel. Burning so bright like (laughs) in ancient lands of of warriors were riding on again. I, I don't know, but the the lyric that gets me because it doesn't make and doing the this podcast for you know a couple months now, right? It's I've misheard this like one a year, lyric, right? a year and a half actually. Yeah, but it's been fifteen yeah, yeah. years I've listened to this album. Shut up! <laughs> it, it says you know burning fires, burning lives on the long distant roads. Got that? Through the lost mountains, endless, so far away from home. Got that? Sure, sure, yeah. Warrior soldiers forever. We fought long ago. I thought that was, we were soldiers forever. We fought long ago. That makes more sense. We were soldiers forever. We fought long ago. Yeah. Or we are soldiers forever. We fought long ago. That makes more sense. Not warrior soldiers. They're the same fucking thing. What are we doing here? But in terms of how much I love this song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We keep getting all stuck in these fucking lyrics. We just ignore them from here for the rest of the podcast. Because <laughs> so, we're getting stuck on this weird shit. Right. So I, I showed my mom, like, when I was trying to, like, you know, in high school, like, trying to get my mom to my music and everything. I was like, hey, listen to this song. Like, you like the Eagles? Like, the intro with that. <laughs> that let me get there. Let me get in there. So the intro for this with those layered vocals in that, like that chorus reminds me of seven bridges road by the Eagles. This really nice, like acapella vocal harmony 
Seven Bridges Road, Soldiers of the Wasteland. I mean, it, I can see where one could get them confused with one another. Oh, yeah? Let me, uh, let me be the final judge on this. I have my fucking doubts. Hold on, I'll play it for you. Hold on. Hold on. Like the Eagles. Hold on, I'll play it for you. Hold on. Oh, God. Good start. Acoustic guitar. There are stars Absolutely. I can definitely see how people sky. get this next time. Out the gate, buddy. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The people get this shit mixed up all the time. <laughs> uh, so I got that going for me, but sure. yeah. Nonetheless, this song it just it, it plods right along. It is very um, it, it's a ten minute song, and it definitely feels like a ten minute song. Yeah, it does. Like I got me wrong. I do love this album, but this song. Gets a little long in the tooth. Especially towards the end of the album, too. Yeah, I mean, we're on that on the hump here, heading toward the back half. It's like, all right, we had eight minutes, seven minutes, five minutes, five minutes, seven minutes. Let's just round it out with a good 10-minute banger right here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep them running. So that that carries on, you know, for a bit, and then vocals come back in, and then it actually hits to very a, Iron Maiden. Yeah, it finally gets into a the, the true solo.
This this solo, like, I just kind of zone out here for a second. Like, it's just a fucking barrage of just notes. Yeah, I don't hate it, but I mean, for a ten minute song, it's it's a fucking lot. You've already been pretty barraged by a lot of other stuff. Yeah, the only crazy thing too is I don't know if it's just because I listen to this album a lot, but every single one of the solos, if you just play this solo straight, I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Dragon Force. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all these solos have that. A very unique Dragon Force flavor. It's just like, oh yeah, Dragon Force. Well, let me uh, let me also lead you, read you the uh, the solo breakdown. We've got uh, Twin Blast, Sam, oh, cool. Herman, Herman again, Herman, Vadim, Sam, Herman, Sam, Vadim, Herman, Herman, mm-hmm. Sam and Vadim oh. to close it out. A little guitar and key action. Yeah, I mean, oh, Soldiers of the Wasteland. Like I. Again, I. It's not a skipper by any means, but, you know, I have to say just because of the, it the length of it. Skipper around minute six or seven, I find myself itching to hit that skip button. Yeah. Now, if it's like, hey man, I gotta be, you know, this <laughs> on a long car ride, absolutely not skipping this. Like, yeah, I can get yeah. ten minutes down the road. Hell yeah. You know, the last thing too. So they played this song on Twilight. It's a track on Twilight Dimension, the live album. I cannot imagine like being at a Dragon Force show and then playing it, whipping out a 10 minute fucking song, which is not much to say considering all their other songs are at least six and a half, seven minutes. But it's like this one because of like the vocal and like, I guess the vocal and an instrumental mix of this. It's like, Three minutes of vocals and seven minutes of just shredding and breakdowns and all the other shit. It's a lot of soloing and guitaring. Yeah. Many, many guitarically guitarical things. Well, after we have woken up on the dawn of our new world and have traversed the seas towards the, the winter moonlight and have gone down the roads across the wastelands with our fallen soldiers... It's time to prepare for war now. Now. Prepare for war. For now. Reason. Now we're finally preparing for war. 20 minutes later. <laughs>
All right, track seven, buddy. Prepare for war. What do you think? The beginning part is fun, but it's kind of just like, all right, get to it. And then he starts the verse, and you're like, okay, okay. But then the chorus really kind of picks it up and makes it feel epic again. The, the beginning of the song, you're just kind of like, man, they're shredding and singing along. But then the chorus really gets it back into like power metal and makes you feel epic and strong again. For whatever reason, the beginning of that song just drags for me. But I mean, from there on out, once he hits the chorus and stuff, you have more stuff to look forward to. And it's power metal and epic from there on out. Yeah, I mean, Prepare for War was, I mean, up until probably four or five years ago, was definitely like the biggest skipper for me on this album. I didn't like it. I was like, I just, nothing ever, you know, stuck into me. Like, there was never a big hook. So I just always go from Soldiers of the Wasteland into Once in a Lifetime. Like, I just never really gave this song its just do but this is probably i think one of the most technical songs when it comes to the bass playing underneath like there's just a lot of good stuff that goes on in it that i have just i had slept on for so long i would skip it on car rides stuff like that but i would just be like eh like just like you were like six minute mark on soldiers of the wasteland it's like "Eh, it gets about you know two minutes in i'm like all right i'm done like it just it i think the intro too just didn't have like that that hooky intro, like the rest of them did for some reason. Yeah, the singing in Dragon Force kind of really makes you really get into it when you have those lyrics and something to sing along with. Other than that, it's just a lot of fast billy billy billies. And then while maybe technically impressive, it just doesn't really catch your brain that much. No. It's a, and here's like the first part of the solo. It's, you know, it's Dragon Force solo, and I kind of kicked myself now. I was like, man, all those years, I could have looked at some Adrian Lambert on that bass line, which is that really good breakdown, but yeah, I, I mean, didn't. The bass is fun in that little breakdown. You can really hear it. It's driving, and then they get into the weird Wii Lobby music section, Yeah, which is a bit odd, and it kind of, I mean, that breakdown does kind of kill the flow and the energy of the music a bit. But but this is but this is definitely the part that really just brings me back in all these years later.
yes, like that's. I don't know. Cut off like the first like two minutes of the song, and let's just start with like that really cool like low bass run, yep. and then let this be the rest of the song. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, the... just kind of drops pretty low because some of the composition choices, I think, for me. I mean, there's some good moments yeah. in it, but not enough to really carry the song through to a higher level on the album. Yeah, I, I agree. So, all right, man, last track. Let's. Wrap it up, buddy. Once Once in a lifetime. track buddy what do you think the lost in the world total stranger just an awesome break and like vocal chop i love that section it's so good so hype um it takes a while to get there to that hype song so (laughs) chops it a little in my book but once you hit that it's just oh god it's so good i love it so much and then once you get to the chorus, once in a lifetime, it's just so epic and airy and amazing. Just makes you want to scream it, throw your fist in the air. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just the way he says, like, you know, he, he stretches out the once in a lifetime. Take a chance at the right time. I'm like, okay, Abba, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the glory to see rise up for the time of your life. Now the time has come for you to be free. I, mean, I, I think for 
know, being in high school, this song just in particular is once in a lifetime. Like, yeah, like this is, I mean, everything is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. It's like, you know, take advantage of the life that is before us and seize the day, carpe diem, kind of shit. But yeah, this one, this is, I think, a great closer. Overall, it's got high energy. It's got a, you know, you can do it type of mentality, pretty, which pretty all these other songs have had. So, and happy. And the last part, let's check out that solo. So real. good solo I, mean, I i like how it kind of it, maybe it's because I'm, I'm already pairing that once in a lifetime is the last song on the album that i can almost just feel like this is a like a cool down type of solo like it it, it builds you up builds you up but then it slowly just is like all right let's walk it off cool off and wrap it up because you know, once in a lifetime take a chance at the right time the glory to see yeah i mean there's great layering on it it's a lot of fun and i mean it's just happy puts a smile on my face it's a happy solo happy song i don't know if the lyrics play out like that but maybe there's some happy points in the lyrics but all the music musically it's just puts a smile on your face keeps you hyped the whole time it's a lot of fun yeah i mean no i mean no complaints there i, mean, I just i think too like after doing eight songs i'm i'm just fucking beat already like yeah. just... i i mean I find myself skipping other songs to get to this song for sure. If All right, let's take a listen to it. All right, so that's eight songs. So let's take a quick listen to Cry the Brave. Like I said, I've probably only listened to this song maybe 10 times in my life.
What do you think? It's a good song. Another good high fantasy feeling power metal song. <clears throat> Listening to this a bunch of times, either I know the song really well for some reason, but I don't think I do. But it just the way their music plays out, just reading through the lyrics, you automatically know how it's going to flow. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, as in all their songs are so similar that you automatically know how he's going to sing everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's probably why it makes all their songs so memorable and catchy. Yeah, I've... So, again, I mentioned I heard the song, I think, for the first time when I was with Jeff. But it's weird. Like, the production in this one song definitely feels unfinished slightly. Like, it just feels like it has a warmer tone and not as polished. But I also think, like, this, the sonics in this song, it reminds me a lot like Disciples of Babylon, Revelations, and the Flame of Youth. From the first from the first two songs from the first album and then Flame of Youth from the next album. Like, I feel like they, they all have these very similar parts and it was, like, reused to make this song. I mean, I do think like he has a, vocally a lot more dynamic. Like he's got a little more higher and low. He you know speeds up. He stretches out words. Like you know, I just I think if maybe if I had more time with this overall, I might have liked it more. But it definitely feels like a bonus track. I'm not mad about it. It's nice to have more ZP era, you know, Dragon Force for sure. But I just also I just look at my CD case over here. It's like these eight tracks from Sonic Firestorm are just what made. You know, my senior year in high school. <laughs> Again, like the lyrics are just, our swords are made of steel. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> They're not <laughs> made of copper? <laughs> okay, so we're in the steel era, not bronze era. Okay, good to know. Glad we got that established. I mean, they're going to far, they're going to travel though far beyond the gates of space and time. Yep. And then forever journey through the lands of ice and snow. Where that's, Apparently, once you get past space and time, you're just in ice and snow. And it's awfully reason. cold in space. Even and somehow weird. there's precipitation. Yep. Yeah, and it's landing on something because the snow is sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> but don't remember when when they face the when they face all the fears of the world. It's the cry of the brave. Oh yeah. What? What the fuck does that even mean? Since the time we saw the sign, destruction of your feeble mind. Centuries have come and gone, but nothing's changed. Just remember that. I mean, hopes and dreams have disappeared, and the destruction of your kind is near. Trapped inside your suffering eternal flame. That's actually a pretty good lyric. I mean, uh, what does it mean? Who does cares? It put a distinct picture in my head that I can cling on to? No. No, it does not. But the above the winter moonlight. Ah, <sighs> uh, Sure. All right, buddy. Well, that's been an hour barrage of Dragon Force, Sonic Firestorm. Now comes the best part. The rankings. All right, buddy. Eight tracks. Take us away. Number eight. Above the Winter Moonlight. <laughs> Starting off with something you hate. <laughs> I, will, I will caveat by saying none of these are terrible, like I hate it because it's number eight. It's yeah. just my least favorite out of them. Yeah, I, yeah, but that's this album isn't terrible. It's it's a fun listen through. You can turn yeah. it on, just leave it on. Uh, my number eight is going to be Prepare for War. 
Yeah, I can see that. Because uh, that's my number seven. Yeah. Again, it just it was one of those songs where, like, when it comes to doing older albums on, for this, you know, for the metal journey, going back and re-examining albums, this one was like it was clear cut in my mind. Like I knew exactly. It's one through eight, or I think only two songs switched while doing this. Everything else was locked in from day one. Mm. Of I was when I said, "Hey, we're gonna do this." I was like, "Okay," locked in my head already. So, yeah, Prepare for War always would be. I'm only, I'm still slowly coming around to it. I do like the song, but you know, it's eight for me. But uh, my number seven is going to be uh, "Soldiers of the Wasteland." Well, at least we're fairly close climbing up it. That's my number six. It's I'm not gonna say it's too long, but just of other songs on here, I like them more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh my number six is going to be Once in a Lifetime. I like it. Wow, this front half is pretty stellar. Uh, you're number five. Deviating a little bit. My number five is Spear will go on. Well, that's good news because that's also my number five. Nice. Matching up on that one. Yep. Number four for you. Once in a lifetime. That like chorus drop, the fast singing just gets me every time. It feels so epic to me. I love it. My number four is going to be Dawn Over a New World. It's catchy. That's why I put it at number three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two, excuse me, my number three is going to be Fields of Despair. Okay. All right. All right. I think I know which number one is. <laughs> What's your number two? My number two is Fury of the Storm. Ding, ding, ding. My number two is also Fury of the Storm. Hey, what are we? Two out of eight there together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's put your number one at what? Fields of Despair. And I think this only happened like one or two other times. But my number one is your number eight above the winter moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember just, exactly why I put it in number eight, but I think it just wasn't catchy enough to really make it above all the other ones. Uh, it's super. I mean, just we talked enough about it. But yeah, that's. I mean, so we got uh, my spirit will go on at five and five. Fear of the storm at two and two. Fields of despair at three and one. Dawn of a New World at four and three. Above the Winter Moonlight, one and eight. <laughs> Soldiers of the Wasteland, seven, six. Prepare four, eight, seven. Once in a Lifetime, six and four. So, I mean, I mean, literally outside, take Winter Moonlight out, and we're pretty much on the same page for everything. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, it's, it's not a bad album. It's, like I said, it's fun to listen through. The Once you start listening to it, I told you this earlier. It's not more than like a one-time listen through for me. Once I listen through it once, totally, I'm like, okay, because I listened through it a couple of times, getting my trying to get my rankings. Like, all right, I'm, I'm pretty done with this now. <laughs> it starts to drag once you listen to it for a long time, and you don't really want to listen to the songs again. In my opinion. So this is a desert island album for me. Mm, interesting. It just, I can play. I mean, if I just want some good fantasy, feel good music, I can just play this. You know, it's got epic solos. It's got, you know, good speed, good vocals. You know, I don't have to think about the lyrics. 
you know, like listen to Currents, The Death We Seek, like that shit's heavy yeah. and dark. I mean, even Archspire, like, can't understand fuck fucking word they're saying. Yeah, you don't have to but, think about them because you have no you... idea what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but when you actually read it, it's like, oh, that's a pretty dark shit, man. Yeah. Um, but with Dragon Force, like, I don't have to think about it. I can just, you know, this is good background music, good driving music, you know, pumps me up, makes me feel good, makes me, you know, nostalgia for, you know, time gone from high school or very few cares in the world. And I, and you know, we always long for those days, right? Where it's going to be more carefree. So that's why I just like this album in particular, uh, this is, I mean, of the the first three, this is my favorite, you know, hands down. This is pretty sure this is my dragon force album. Easily. The rest of them, I didn't spend any real time with at all. I mean, I remember when Inhuman Rampage came out, but I don't recognize any of the songs. Trying to play I mean, some of them, I can't. I don't recognize them as easily as Sonic Firestorm. Like Sonic Firestorm is my Dragon Force deep dive. Yeah, I mean, I think you would really would like the debut, Battle of the Damned. I mean, Battle of the Damned, Black Winter Night, Heart of a Dragon, Where Dragons Rule. Those are great songs. Disciples of Babylon has a pretty cool, more like weird groove progressive breakdown in it i mean starfire is the ballad uh blackfire is very similar to fields of despair where it just it's like black winter night is like fear of the storm and blackfire is like fields of despair you know they're just they're a good one-two punch right there right but they'll um, have to give it to listen to i mean i'm sure at some point i tried to dabble into more of their discography because that's what i always do when i listen to bands yeah, but just not. I'm ringing a tune right now. Like, I mean, I, I think if you, Disciples of Babylon, and I got to the refrain that it's near, it's fear. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that song. I mean, I don't know if you really would like Ultra Beatdown too much because it's basically Inhuman Rampage Part Two. I, I mean, I like the album. I mean, the Warrior Inside is fucking awesome. Uh, reasons. I mean, it's a. I'm not fucking listening to that album tomorrow. It's a great fucking album, <laughs> but. Um, but I mean, really, I mean, after ZP leaves, you know, I tried The Power Within with Mark. There's some okay songs on it. You know, Seasons is a great song. Last Man Stands is a good song. But it's just, he has a different voice, and it's just a different band. And I, and it's got this point, too, where it's like, all right, how many times can you reinvent the wheel with Dragon yeah. Force? You know, it's... And uh, well, yeah, ZP had a, a very unique voice where when you start hearing him singing, you know, it's a Dragon Force song, like the solos again. Once you hear the solos, you know, it's a Dragon Force song. Yeah. So, and it does like just quick play on some of the on seasons. It it sounds like a wildly different band with him, with somebody else singing on top of it. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, but seasons probably one of their better Mark songs. But like I said, I haven't really listened too much. And then. I mean, once Fred, I mean, Frederick has left, Dave McIntosh has left, Vadim left. So, I mean, all that's original is, you know, Sam and Herman Lee. But, I mean, Guy, the drummer now, is he's a beast. But, I mean, there's a, a, a girl bassist, Alicia Vigil now. I've never heard them. I mean, I kind of want to go see them live because they're actually on tour with Amaranth over in Europe. I'm like, those bastards. It's going to be a fucking awesome show to see. Wow, but that's Amaranth. I'm listening to Amaranth uh, in a hot minute. But I just don't know about just Mark. I mean, just as and as Mark's gotten older, I don't think his voice has gotten better, which is the sad thing. I just 
I mean, it's you know, tough with power metal and like these epic type singing. If your voice starts to go, you it goes kind of. It just has a very nasally vocal, I, I think. Whereas, as I said before, I mean, ZP is kind of like Getty Lee, where it's like you like it or you don't, and I like it. So, yep. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I mean they obviously they've got over a million, you know, almost two million followers on Spotify. I mean, their later albums are doing a lot better than their earlier albums, so they're doing something right. Like they're appe- they're appealing to somebody out there. So. I don't know, but uh, I mean, overall, man, Sonic Firestorm is one of my favorite Dragon Force songs. It's a Desert Island album for me, man. I absolutely love this album. Yeah, it's a super happy album. Put it on, put it on your your long drive, and just have a good time and sing along. If yeah. you've never heard it before, it'll take you two listens of a song to start to learn the lyrics, and you'll be singing along in no time. It's great. Oh, uh, I mean, especially too. I mean, even you. It's like the first playthrough. It's like when the second chorus comes back through, you're just like, yes. Yeah, just sing along right to it. So, well, also, buddy, well, I'm glad we did this one. This is a good, you know. I'm glad that you enjoyed it because it's a fun album versus Orion just shitting on every single song. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's alright, it's alright. It's so big old classic rock rod right up his butthole, which yeah. I don't have. I'm kind of the opposite <laughs> of Orion. <laughs> Not a big fan of the classical, the really classic stuff. So good. Well, good foray. So, all right, man. Well, again, I appreciate it. And uh, thank you again to all the listeners week in and week out following us here on the metal journey. As we continue into 2024, please continue to listen to us all on Spotify, Apple, Amazon podcast, and all those streaming services. Uh, follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at the metal Oasis podcast. And the best way to contact us is the metal Oasis at gmail.com. Again, that's the metal Oasis at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about this album, Sonic Firestorm. It is a doozy for power metal enthusiasts. So it was a fun one. Orion, that's not you. Uh, Schultz. <laughs> Orion is a big boo-boo baby, and his job just didn't see that if they forced people to come back into the office, they would quit, which is, I, I don't know how they didn't. And so we blame them. That's why he's not here right now. That is right. Employer. But he should be here next week, hopefully, for a fun breath of fresh air. So, all right. Well, Schultz, I appreciate it, buddy. And with that being said, I will catch you on. Flip side. Bye, everybody. <laughs>